Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. Shabbat Shalom to you all. Shabbat Shalom. And Shabbat Shalom to all of you watching online or listening on our podcasts uh, literally all over the world. I want to tell you an interesting story. There were two radio operators, two radio operators, one of them uh, aboard a U.S. Navy ship. We have some veterans here. In fact, uh, Brian's a Navy veteran, aren't you? Yeah, our, our bass player is a Navy veteran. So two radio operators, one of them aboard a U.S. Navy ship, had the following exchange. Here's the exchange. Radio operator number one, please divert your course 15 degrees to the north to avoid a collision. Ooh. Radio two, negative. Recommend you divert your course 15 degrees to avoid a collision. Ooh, Radio One, this is the captain of a U.S. Navy ship. I say again, divert your course. Radio Two, no, I say again, divert your course. Radio Number One, this is an aircraft carrier of the United States Navy we are a large warship accompanied by three destroyers. I demand that you divert your course 15 degrees or countermeasures will be undertaken to ensure the safety of this ship. Radio 2, this is a lighthouse. Your call. A couple of you got it. Mark, you got that ahead of time, didn't you too, Brian? Didn't you? I could tell. I could see a couple of you get that ahead of time just a little bit. That's a great message, isn't it? You know, I love lighthouses. I really do. I, I don't know about you guys. Like everybody likes lighthouses. They're just pretty and uh, just really beautiful. And how often they just jut out into the into the ocean and and how they stand during storms and. They, they, they just, uh, they make the whole scenery. You know, that's why a lot of paintings have lighthouses in them. They're just something beautiful to, to look at. And, and of course, what they symbolize, dictionary.com defines a lighthouse as a tower or other structure displaying or flashing a very bright light for the guidance of ships in avoiding dangerous areas. Interesting. Today, I'd like to talk about Lighthouses, lighthouses. Maybe some of you have a lighthouse painting in your home somewhere, uh, and it's so nice. I want to talk about lighthouses today. 
you know, ask me, why is it that you came up with lighthouses today? I have no idea. You got to ask him about that. Okay, lighthouses. More specifically, I'd like to talk about the attributes of lighthouses and how that relates to us. Because it's interesting, we see a number of parallels here uh, that are really striking, I think can, can help us uh, focus, if you will. Uh, first of all, a lighthouse, of course, uh, by its very nature, is not hidden. It's out there. A lighthouse is hidden. That's number one. Yeshua teaches from the side of a mountain, Matthew chapter 5, if you like to turn in your scriptures, uh, where he's preaching and teaching a very famous message. It's known as the Sermon on the Mount, of course. And uh, Sam and Denise, you've been with me to this very spot where this message was, was preached. Unbelievable place, isn't it? I mean, you know, without giving anything away, wow, what a spot that is. It's one of my favorite places in all of Israel to be, is, is right here where this passage was. You, you guys know it well. I mean, it's, it's, it's emblazoned on your mind. When you go to Israel and you stand in this place, that you'll never forget the scripture just changes how you think about it, you know, and it's absolutely beautiful. A few others of you have been with me, Dr., Dr. Uh, actually, I was with Dr., Dr. Garver and I were, were in uh, Israel together when my parents were leading a tour, uh, so that goes back a ways. Dr. Garber, you're about due, so uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, real good. By the way, I'm, I'm taking another trip this October uh, to Israel if you'd like to come and see this place, but in any case, Yeshua is teaching from the side of a mountain, Matthew 5, verse 14 Yeshua is talking to his Talmudim, his disciples, and he says, you, uh, and, and to the people who are following him, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Instead, they put it on a lampstand so it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Powerful passage. In fact, that passage comes alive even more when you're standing there because of some things that you have to, to be there to really fully get. But, but there, there are some people and you all know this. You all know this. There are some people who, who claim to follow Yeshua, but you'd never know it. You'd never know it. In, in fact, I, I, was, uh, I was just talking to, uh, before the service, actually about uh, who's here, uh, Liel. And, and one of the things that blesses me is that she, you can see it because she comes to the house of God. She loves to come to the house of God. She loves to be in the presence of God. I just love that. I mean, you, 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 gotta, you can't be hidden. Okay, you can't be hidden. There's some people who follow Yeshua, you'd never know it. Now, listen, I'm not saying that you should be obnoxious and, and, and beat people over the head with a Bible. Okay, that, that's not the same. But at the same time, you can't be ashamed of being a believer. Someone say amen. amen. Ooh, you're with me. You're with me. That's great. Wonderful. Friends, you know, the culture has changed. I think you all know this. The culture that we live in has changed from what it was just a few years ago. Not long. It used to be more acceptable to be known as one who follows Yeshua. Now, people immediately tend to, to label you, and they label you as backward and without modern sensibilities, and you, you see it all the time, and you see it more and more, more and more frequently. People will label you and dismiss you the moment they find out you're a believer. Times have really changed. Now, to be fair, of course, some of these wounds amongst people who are believers, who are claimed to be believers, are self-inflicted wounds. 
Why? Because some people are driven by hate instead of love. Some people claiming to be believers. You follow me on this now. You know, they're driven by hate instead of love. Yeshua teaches us that our light should shine, not to bash people with it, but rather that your light would shine so that they would see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. That's how your light should shine. People should see your good works. They should see the good things going on. That's what the light is for in you as it shines out. 1 John, please, if you like to, 1 John chapter 2, it's a very powerful, tiny little verse that, that, that I really hadn't picked up on that much, but it just, it stood out when I was preparing this message. And it's so true, and, and sadly, there are plenty of people who claim to be people of faith that need to get this message. 1 John chapter 2, verse 9 says this, the one who says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in the darkness. Ooh, that's deep. That's deep. I want to I say that again. Listen to that. This is one of the ways that you should know that your heart should be filled with love and not hate. The one who says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in the darkness. There are plenty of people who say that they're in the light. They say with their mouth they're in the light, but yet what do they do? They hate their brother. And God says, no, 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 no you're still in darkness. Very, very powerful. So light, light should not be used as a bludgeoning tool. At the same time, of course, being a person of faith should, should be a known part of your persona for most people who know you. It should not be something that's hidden some, peop some people who claim to be believers walk around totally anonymously, right? It's almost like when they come to Beth Hillel, they put on their believer suit and their follower of God suit. I, Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat, oh, we're not shaking hands right now. Okay, okay, well, Shabbat Shalom. Oh, 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 no physical contact. Okay, Shabbat Shalom from over there. Hey, all right. You know, and, and I love the Lord. And then they walk in their car, they walk out the door, they get in their car, and the moment they leave the Bethel property, they take off the, the, the believer. You can't be like that. And then all the rest of the week, you'd never know that they were a believer. You can't be like that, my friends. If, if you're on social media, most of you are on social media. Uh, I know a lot of people who are watching or listening are certainly on social media. If you're on social media, not every post need be about God. But at the same time, if there is no reference to God ever on your social media that you put on, you might ask yourself if you're putting your light under a basket. There are plenty of mamanim believers who, who, who their social media, yeah, well, you know, their friends, some of their friends post things and it's about God, but man, there's nothing in their Facebook or there's nothing in their Instagram, they ever put nothing on social media at all that ever reflects anything about God. Not a scripture verse, not a, oh, I thank the Lord for this day, or not a, I'm going to Shabbat service. Hey, friends, we must be unashamed. Here we are, the pandemic's like a year old almost, right? It's a year, well, it is a year old now. Okay, many of you are watching via YouTube right now. Right underneath YouTube, there's a share button. 
Notice it. When you click that share button, it'll give you plenty of options is how you might share it. You can share it on Facebook. You can share it on Twitter. You can share it on Instagram. You can share it on email. You can share and share alike. It's, it's a Sesame Street episode. Share. <laughs> Just click the share button. Click the share button right now. Share it with some friends. Post it to you. I mean, boy, enjoying Shabbat service at Bethel, of course, if you are. If you're not, if you're not enjoying it, then I'm so sorry. Please, Lord, bless them and for, for tuning in. <laughs> you understand? Okay, similarly, all of you who are here as well, we've got to share the, 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 the good news. We've not got to not be ashamed of God. God was certainly not ashamed of us, amen? We have to let our light shine brightly, which brings me to the next attribute of a lighthouse. What does a lighthouse do? It warns ships of potential danger. It's one of the main things that a lighthouse does. It warns ships of potential danger. Friends, we can't be afraid of speaking the truth in love. Proverbs chapter 1. This is one of my favorite passages. I love this one. Of course, I love the book of Proverbs. You know that's my favorite Tanakh book. Proverbs chapter 1. I love all that it talks about wisdom. Frequently, right, uh, we read in the first third or so of the book of Proverbs, wisdom is oftentimes personified as a woman. Why did God pick a woman to personify wisdom? Uh, I'll let you figure that out. Okay. <laughs> Husbands, listen to your wives. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20. Listen to what the Word of God says about wisdom and, and, and how this really reminded me of a lighthouse. Wisdom calls aloud in the streets. She raises her voice in public squares. She cries out above the commotion at the entrances of the city gate. She utters her speech. How long will you naive ones love simplicity? You scoffers delight in scoffing and fools hate knowledge. Ooh, boy. Wisdom. Wisdom shouting it out. I love this scripture. In it, God reveals that wisdom is not really that hard to get. People talk about wisdom. Oh, I wish I could have wisdom. God tells us. He tells us in Proverbs 1. Two, three, in, in, in James chapter one, one, we read, wisdom is not that hard to get. Wisdom is shouting. She's shouting, scripture says, to, to, to know the, to, if you want to know the right thing to do in a situation, wisdom is shouting, but oftentimes we're not listening. We're not listening. Personified as a woman, Wisdom is crying aloud above the commotion, raising her voice, but oftentimes we just don't listen. We don't listen to the truth. Why? People are determined to follow their own path, period. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I remember Rabbi E used to see us. I mean, sometimes I would see my dad, Rabbi E, and he would give people counsel on something. And, and it was even better when they asked for it. It was really, it was, it was remarkable. People would ask for counsel sometimes and give them counsel. And then they would just ignore it. And it's like, well, you know, okay. I mean, uh, not that you have to take the rabbi's counsel every time, but it's like, were they really even listening? Oftentimes it was clear that they were only seeking counsel, hoping for the counselor to tell them what they already wanted to do. That, that's no counsel. See, and my dad was not afraid to be a lighthouse, you know, with a foghorn. You know, <laughs> he would shout it out, you know, 
People are determined to follow their own path, like that, like that aircraft carrier coming up against the lighthouse. No, no, no. We are going. You need to move. And I'm, we're, we're going. work. are aircraft carrier. That's the way a lot of us are. Sometimes it's because the crowd is all going in one direction. Don't pay attention to the crowd, my friend. Do what's right. Do what's right in every area of your life. 360 degrees. Every area, you know, you know what a lighthouse does, right? That light goes and, excuse my back, excuse my back. <laughs> that lighthouse is going 360. Sorry, a little dizzy there. <laughs> lighthouse is going through. In every area of your life, you got to do the right thing. It doesn't matter what other people are doing. It does not matter. Wisdom is crying above the commotion. It's like the bright light of a lighthouse, unafraid to let the light shine regardless of the consequences. Friends, I'm going to tell you this. Listen, if you listen to the light, will some people not like you? Yes! But in all love, we're still, warned, we're still called to warn people of potential danger when, you're, when you have the light that's in you shining out. Listen to this. Listen to this. <clears throat> it used to be that the worst of it was when some people called for people of faith to be tolerant of evil. That used to be the worst of it, was when some people called people of faith to be tolerant of evil. That's not good. But now, many people promoting evil are intolerant of people of faith. It's gotten even worse. You got me on that. It's... it's Beloved, we have to not be afraid to stand against evil while at the same time genuinely loving people who endorse it. Psalm chapter 9. Therefore, what else about a lighthouse? Well, therefore, a lighthouse has to be built strongly and not be afraid of the storm, not be intimidated by the storm. That lighthouse has got to be built strongly. Is your lighthouse built strongly? Is, are, are you going to God, the lighthouse that is built strongly? Psalm chapter 9, verse 10 says, Adonai is a stronghold for the oppressed, a high tower in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust you, for you, Adonai, never have forsaken those who seek you. Oh, yes. See, my friends, the lighthouse is really a refuge. The lighthouse is a refuge. It's a tower of safety. That's what the lighthouse is and represents. Yes, it warns ships to prevent them from running aground, but it also guides ships to the safe harbor. That's one of the purposes of lighthouses too, is to guide ships to a safe harbor. Don't go here. You need to go over there. The port's over there. Safe harbor is over there. Oftentimes, a lighthouse is a very, very welcome sight in the eyes of storm-battered sailors and, and mariners. Why? Because it meant that land was in sight. A safe harbor was near. Brian, you, you, you probably saw lighthouses when you were in the Navy, right? You, you, you know that land is near when you see that lighthouse. See, this is the Lord. Psalm 46 also says that God is our strong tower, if there's a tempest in your life, my friends, you can always go to the lighthouse for safety. If there is a tempest in your life, wow, 2020 to 2021 has been a tempest. 
the storm has been brewing. You know, they got that big storm. Anybody who's, who's watching or listening from Texas this weekend or the Midwest, man, boy, it's been brutal for you the last few days. Absolutely brutal. This, this incredible winter storm. Okay, but wherever, whenever you're watching, there's storms that happen in our lives. You got to turn to that strong tower, my friend. It's a strong tower because in there, there's safety. And, and when I say a storm, sometimes it's emotional storm. Sometimes you can't even put your finger on why. How are things going? Well, they're actually going pretty okay. How do you feel? I'm feeling terrible. Why? I don't know. I know you've never been there. <laughs> I know nobody's ever been there, right? You know, you just don't even quite know sometimes. Why, why are you feeling distressed or despondent or, you know, listen, it's easy. All of us at one time or another felt that way. I felt that way. It's like, why am I not feeling so good now? I got no reason really not, but it's just like, Oh my goodness, listen, that's a type of storm too. You got to turn to the strong harbor. You got to turn to the strong tower, that lighthouse that is the Lord. Because in there, there is safety. First mm. John, or rather Big John, John chapter one. <laughs> Big John. <laughs> John chapter one, please. A lighthouse, what else about a lighthouse? A lighthouse is, a, is unafraid to stand alone, right? It's, it, I don't know if I've ever seen two lighthouses right beside each other. It wouldn't make any sense, uh, although I'm, I'm sure it could happen. But, uh, but in, in any case, a lighthouse is unafraid to stand alone. Sometimes you got to stand alone. John speaks about Yeshua, and what does he say about Yeshua? This is very powerful. John chapter 1, starting at verse 4. In him, meaning Yeshua, was life, and the, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overpowered it. Skipping down to verse 9, the true light coming into the world gives light to every man. Mm. Friends, remember this. Remember this, brothers and sisters. Light always defeats darkness. This is something, when you see so much darkness out there, and friends, there's a great deal of darkness. You know, they, they had blackouts, of course, with the power in uh, Texas and all that kind of, but there's spiritual black darkness out there. It's just dark. You can, it's very dark out there. When light comes into a room, darkness must flee. It really is the truth. Darkness never wins over light. Researchers at MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, if you've never heard of MIT, it's kind of like, uh, you know, Georgia Tech light. And uh, <laughs> researchers at MIT determined that just one candle can be seen in the darkness with the unaided eye at over one and a half miles. Unbelievable. Some people estimated even further, right? But I went with the really conservative MIT guys. One candle, a tiny little candle. Think about that, Asher. A tiny little candle, right? One single candle in, in all darkness, pitch black. One tiny candle can be seen with the unaided human eye at over one and a half miles. That's unbelievable. One tiny little candle. That's, that's just 
amazing to me. It really is. The, the, the power of light, it's very, very strong. Especially if you're in a crowd going one way, don't be intimidated. Don't be intimidated if the whole crowd is going one way. One light defeats darkness. Beloved, when you are within a mile of anyone, your light should be sensed. There should be something different about you, right? There should be something different about us relative to other people uh, who don't have the Lord in their hearts. There should be something different about us, the love of the, God, of the Lord, the light of Hashem. Yeshua, it says, gives light to you. If you have received the atonement of Yeshua, he has passed this flame on to you. We have on the bima the, the uh, beautiful menorot. Okay, the menorahs, right? And, and, and it has a big candle on it. And it's, it's, it's like Yeshua is passing a flame with a candle onto you that, that will dwell within you. The Ruach Elohim, the Spirit of God. John chapter 8, please. I have some good scriptures for you here today. I, could do, I really could have done a whole month-long series on, on, on this topic for sure. John chapter 8, verse 12. Yeshua says this. Yeshua spoke to them again, saying... I, is what Yeshua says now, I am the light of the world. The one who follows me will no longer walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This is what Yeshua has brought us. John chapter 12 talks about this extensively too. If you want to make a note of it, you can read it later. Chavarim, walking in darkness is no fun. Walking in darkness is no fun. It's not easy to walk in darkness. You ever, you ever done so? You ever, been, you ever be, had a kid's game where you're blindfolded and you're told to, to find something? I mean, it's like a joke. It's, it's a game show. In fact, I was watching a game show the other day, some new game show, and they blindfolded these people. And it's, it's amazing how, how, how they, they were clueless as to what to do. And, and you could tell they were, uh, as they were not used to it, right? It's very difficult to walk in darkness. Perhaps some of you have felt like you're walking through life blindly. I want to tell you something that's real interesting. Of course, a lot of you know one of our own, Richard, is physically blind, but friends, his vision is better than over 90% of the world. Why? Because he has light. He can't see it with his physical eyes, but that doesn't make any difference because that's not near as important as the light that's inside. He has the light of the Lord in him, which, which guides his path much better than everybody else, right, who sees with their physical eyes. See, I'm, I'm coming over here because uh, I, you know, when, when we have light and we can see, we can walk and we can see, oh, there's steps here. Uh-oh, watch out. I better watch out. Ooh, 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 okay, but, but I know I'm going to be walking carefully. Why? Because I can see it. I can see that there's a... There's steps here. But, but, if, but if you can't see it, then you don't know what's going to happen when you reach this point. If you're not careful, you're going to fall. Well, the, the same is true spiritually. If you don't have the light spiritually, which is much more important than physical, if you don't have the light spiritually, you're going to be walking around in life and then suddenly, boom, you're going to fall off a cliff and you're going to say, where'd that come from? Well, you, you weren't shining the light. The light wasn't there. Very, very difficult, my friends. You don't need to do this. God and his word will give you light. Psalm, 1, Psalm chapter 
119 says that God's word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. It's like God's word is a flashlight spiritually to your journey. Brother, sister, you watching online or listening on a podcast right now, and, and you don't know what to do in life, and you, you, you are not a, a regular follower of God, start reading his word. Start reading the book, and you're going to find that God will start guiding your steps if you, if you read and really ask to receive what's in this book. And if you follow God, and if you receive Yeshua, it's, it's, like, it's, like, the, it's like the book God has given us as, as a spiritual flashlight to help us. Right, Sue? That's exactly how that's supposed to work. It is in God. The hope is in God. He will show you the way when you're lost. That's part of the role of a lighthouse too. Yeshua tells us that if we follow him, we will have light. And so many who've done so know this to be true. You know that there is light in him. Trust in God. You gotta trust in God. You, you all should know that. Everybody should know that you should trust in God. How, do you, how should everybody know this? It's on your money. <laughs> in God we trust, right? Some of you just got to read your moolah. <laughs> oh, man, how long is that going to be allowed to stay on the money? You know what I'm saying? In today's time. Hey, listen, as long as it is, that's a great message for money, too. That's a great message. Whoever thought of that? Whichever one of our founding fathers or whoever thought, let's put in God we trust on money. That was a wise soul because so many people put their trust in the money. And there's a message right when you take out that dollar bill, don't trust in that, trust in God. That's a good message. Oh, please God, let that stay. Ephesians chapter five, <laughs> Ephesians chapter five. A lighthouse also gives hope. A lighthouse gives hope. Oh man, sometimes... You know, it's a terrible storm, and, you, and, and you're looking for a safe harbor. Sometimes that lighthouse, like, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Yeshua. There's that lighthouse. Thank you, Lord. I needed that light. I needed that light. Some of you need that light tonight, today, tomorrow. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8 says this, For you were once in darkness, but now in union with the Lord, you are light. Hmm, you are light. How interesting. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light, okay, we're getting some more information here. For the fruit of light is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Oh, okay, we're getting some more information about the light now. First of all, the Word of God tells us that you are light. You are light if you have the Lord in your heart. That's right, you are light. It's amazing, wow. But we get important information when it says what the fruit of light is. Okay, so if we are light, in order to determine if we really have that light and it's shining brightly in us, we should examine if we have the fruit of light, which scriptures tell us the fruit of light is goodness, righteousness, and truth. And if we are truly in the light, we should learn what is pleasing to God. We have to actively try to learn what is pleasing to God. That means that that light is shining in and through us and that we have the light in us, that goodness, that righteousness. Very, you know, it's not easy to, it's not easy to maintain a lighthouse. Up until very, very, very modern times, just really the last few years, you know, lighthouses always had what was known as a keeper, a lighthouse keeper. You all know this historically. 
somebody who would live in the White House. And oftentimes they'd be there like 24-7 because, man, you, you, a lighthouse goes down, people die. It's a pretty serious thing. And so the lighthouse would have a keeper, but man, it's not easy to maintain a lighthouse. You, my friends, have to be a lighthouse keeper. You know, they had to, they had to, to, to keep everything, making sure that all the supplies were in, the, the light, the, the, the lens, the, the, the windows, Everything was, was as it should be, supplies. You always have to be on guard against things that would diminish or break your light. That's what you have to do. If you're going to be a good lighthouse, you've got to be a good lighthouse keeper, which means you've got to guard against things that are going to make the light go out. It's so easy for the light to go out. You've got to be on guard. For most people, honestly, the testimony of how you live your life in the Lord is your best light. Oftentimes that's your best light, is your testimony. Your testimony, not just how you found the Lord, but the testimony of how you live your life, how you walk, right, how you talk, the things you do, the people that you talk to, the, the things that you say, the attitude that you have, the kindness that you show, the honesty that you exhibit. These things are the light. These things are your testimony. You've got to guard your lights. Guard your lights. Because it's really easy for, for our lights to be snuffed out in the lighthouse when we do things that we shouldn't be doing. It can be simple things. You know, this is not some hyperbolic message. It can be simple things such as having a crummy attitude toward a loved one. The moment that you have that crummy attitude and you're kind of a jerkish, uh, jerkish, if you will, to, to a loved one, not nice, as, as, uh, as, my dad, as my dad would have said, right? The moment you're not nice to one, and, you, and you really you, you say something jerkish, you're hurting your testimony. Where'd that light go? Where'd that light? You know, it's like, it's like a video game. Wah, 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 wah. Ah, you know, there it is. That would have been on the blooper reel if we were still making them. We're not making them anymore, thank the Lord. But, uh, but in any case, there, there went the testimony. There it went. It was going pretty good. What happened? So you've got to be on guard against this. This is the point. The light's got to shine all the time, not just when it's convenient. Not just when it's easy. you got to guard that light. Having this light should motivate us to be better people. When we have that light within us, it should motivate us to, do, to be better, to, to make better choices, to give hope to others. It's interesting because the key part, if you look historically, let's say in the last couple hundred years, the most important part of a lighthouse was the Fresnel lens. The Fresnel lens, right, which can, if, which can focus the light, yet provide a soft wash of light. It's interesting. Jesus uh, back there has heard of a Fresnel lens. In fact, just very recently, haven't you, Mr. Jesus, has heard of a, a Fresnel lens. Why? Because it's interesting. A Fresnel lens uh, is a particular type of the way a lens, the glasses, is made uh, with, with these kind of ridges in it, beveled ridges in it, that will make the light uh, both focus, but also give a really strong wash, a soft wash, but can be directed depending upon the, the angle of the lens. <laughs> but it's interesting, when we, 
started live streaming, one of the things that we, that we did is we installed four new big lights up here. And they are big lights that are now in, in the sanctuary. And uh, what kind of lights are they, Jesus? Exactly. They're Fresno lights. That's the type of light that, that, that are these main four lights that are, that are putting light on the stage are the same kind of lenses that are on lighthouses. Now that I've looked right at them, it's harder for me to read my paper, but that's okay. It's a, <laughs> okay. The, the Fresno lens, we have them here, so we should spread this light out when needed to others. It is a softer light, and, and it's, a nice, it's a nice fill, but you can really do a lot of things with a Fresno lens. And, and that's what we have to do, too. We have to spread our light out, but not in a way that's harsh. You know, that's one of the things that we talked about. We did a lot of research as to what lights to get. Because a lot of lights are very, very harsh, incredibly directional, and, uh, and, and, and don't, don't look good at all. But Jesus and, and Keziah and Jeremy and Chris and the team, we've all been working on this stuff. And, uh, and that's how we should be too, letting that light shine. Let's, let's get ready to conclude with 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. This is why collectively we at Bethlehem should bring the light. We should be sharing the hope. The hope that comes with, with Hashem. All of us, right, together should be sharing this hope, should be sharing and spreading this light. First Peter chapter 2, oh man, it's an encouraging passage. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous lights. Mm, that's what God has done. See, my friends, we have to proclaim God's praises as we've been called out of darkness. Yeah, that's like shining the light in a lighthouse. It's like shining the light, but all of us together and as people, friends, we're supposed to, to do this together. Isaiah chapter 49 calls our Jewish people specifically to be a light to the nations, to the goyim. It's so interesting. God has called our people. And listen, I, I, I say this to anyone who's, who's watching or listening who comes from a Jewish background. What is a Messianic Jewish congregation? You got Half Jewish people, half Gentile people uh, in, in, in the congregation. You know, the congregation is mixed of Jewish and Gentile both, all worshiping together. What is that? That's a little unusual. Did you not know that the, the Tanakh in the book of Yeshayahu, Isaiah, chapter 49, specifically calls our Jewish people to be a light to the goyim, to be a light to the nations? That's what we're supposed to be doing as a people, is to, is, to be in a, is to be a light. And of course, the light of the world came in through the Jewish people, the ultimate light to the, to the nations. But that's Jew and Gentile together, my friends. We gotta do this. Mm. Wouldn't God want it that way, Jew and Gentile together? That just makes sense. There's a beauty in it, right? And my hope is that Beth Hillel would be a group of people who all collectively shine the light of the love of the Lord. So collectively, uh, brothers and sisters, Achim Achayot, we are an even more powerful lighthouse when we all work together. That's a lot of lights together. That's, the, that's part of the strength of a congregation. 
Think of the word. Think of the word lighthouse. A lot of people don't think of the word lighthouse. What is it? It's a house of light. A house of light. Friends, that's what all of us are. And all of you watching and listening, it's like what we have to do and, and the power of a congregation, right, Bob, of a kihila is taking Bob's light, Dara's light, right, adding all of our lights together, Brian, Gary, whoever, Aaron, we're all Allison, taking all of our lights, and, and when I shine my flashlight, it, it has a certain amount of brightness. But if we get everybody here together, everybody watching online, everybody part of Saturday service, get together, boom, and if we're really strong with our light, with the Fresno lens that we just got here at Bethel it's very nice, <laughs> boom, there's a great deal of power there and a difference that we can make even in our community. Not for, for our purposes, for our sake? No, not for our purposes, not for our sake, but for God's sake. For the, for, because why? It's his light that we're shining. It's not our light. It's not the light of Kev. No, it's not Kev light. That would make a good brand. But no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the light of the Lord. That's the better light. No batteries required. <laughs> we have to be a house of light. So my friends, Yeshua, for sure, and this is the beauty of this, Yeshua is the lighthouse that we should turn to. Scriptures indicate that, no doubt. And Beth Hillel is a lighthouse to those seeking God and seeking truth as we shine the light of the Lord, directing them to God. But also, beloved, if you will accept the responsibility, you, you are a lighthouse to those around you. You should shine the light of the Lord brightly, unashamed, and with love. And you already know the title of my sermon, <laughs> Lighthouse. <laughs> Let's bow our heads. God, I pray that you make our congregation a lighthouse. Ooh, yeah, I'm praying that you make our congregation a lighthouse to shine the light brightly in North Georgia and around the world. I know there's a lot of people who need the, your light, Lord. Please, God, anybody who's watching, listening, or is here today, who's been struggling, man, they need the light. They need to go to that strong tower. First of all, Lord, I pray that they turn to you. That's the first step, is to turn to you. Why? Because you are that lighthouse. You are that strong tower. If you are here today or if you're watching or listening and have never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart, repeat this prayer after me and the Lord will touch you. Say, Dear God, I humbly come before you. I ask Yeshua to come into my heart. I believe he's risen again, sitting at your right hand. Forgive me of my sins. I'm sorry. I'll live the rest of my days for you. If there's anybody here who said that prayer for the first time, raise your hand and we'll celebrate with you if you said that prayer for the first time. Or if you're watching online or via the podcast and you said that prayer for the first time, please send us an email. We want to celebrate with you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In addition to Yeshua being like, we, Beth Hillel needs to be a lighthouse. Not for our sake, but, but as a resource 
and shining the light of God to others. Friends, that's why we all got to come together. We all got to be a part. That's part of the value and the beauty and the importance of a congregation and being a part of one. So I want to encourage you, connect in. I know things are crazy right now. Those of you who are Bethel members, our Chavarah is coming up this coming Tuesday. Connect in to your Chavarah. Put that light, leverage that light, lean in, leverage that light in with the other lights, other things. Send, share this link to, to this YouTuber, this podcast. Share this link to other people. But not just this link. Put something about God. Throw a scripture on your social media. Sometimes say, boy, God, you know, I thank God for today. This is the day the Lord has made. Or say, looking forward to Shabbat. Looking forward to, you know, whatever it is, somehow bringing God into the equation of your life. But this is what the congregation is for also. But also you need to personally be that lighthouse and shine that light. Don't be afraid. The storm's going to come. You can't be afraid. You've got to shine that light. What if it's not popular? The aircraft carrier is coming right at you. No, 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 you can't, you can't change. You've got to stand strong. No, I'm shining the light of the Lord. I'm going I'm to let this light shine. Thank you, Lord. I'm not going to hide it under a basket. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this congregation. Thank you for all the, of our friends. And the musicians are singing, Lord of the world, King of my life. Yeah, why don't you sing just, just a little bit of that, Bob? Maybe just a verse and a chorus or something. Lord of the world, King of my life. Light of the world, change me inside. Make me as pure, as pure as you. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah, or how you can become part of our Bethel family, please visit our website at 
www.bethhallel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L dot O-R-G. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Nine, 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 nine.